Welcome back. This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Wellish. Hi, my friends. I'm so happy to be back with you. I went way too long and I promised myself that I wasn't going to say that and I was just going to, you know, ride with it and flow smooth and pretend like, you know, I knew what I was doing when I had a super long bout of interviews and not that I didn't, but I missed my one-on-one time and I don't really want to do that anymore. That's not 100% the direction that I want to take Wellish. I want to obviously have interviews and give you guys like more insight than just mine and my fucked upness because obviously I don't have all the answers and that's why we're all here together. So I obviously want to continue to bring in those interviews and the journalistic side of the podcast. But when I don't have my one-on-one time with you guys, I'm going to say it. I don't feel as connected to you and I fucking don't like that. So revamping, we will not be going that long without separating again. Your girl has attachment issues and I love you and I don't and I like to hang out with you. So that said, we have gained a lot of new friends lately and I thought what a good episode topic, the very essence of Wellish. I want to break down how being kind of toxic, kind of well is the way of life. It is the key to happiness and to peace and to accept who you are and where you are on your healing journey and know that you're whole and healthy and well and wonderful and perfect just the way you are with a little bit more nitty gritty than just being told you're perfect the way you are. I want to get into exactly why this is true and I want to talk to you guys about how to adopt a kind of toxic kind of well lifestyle because I promise you it is the solution that you have been looking for. I'm also going to be talking to you guys today just a little bit about something I have never talked to you about before on the podcast. It's something that I never really felt comfortable talking about before and I feel more ready to bring it to you guys. I feel more comfortable being myself and sharing my full transparent life with you guys and I'll get into why I kind of felt that way in a little bit but I'm excited. I'm excited to you know let you guys in and kind of dive in here. So Let's do it. I got my green tea. I My mom, okay, so I spent the last month at home in Chicago and my mom had this like super fucking good melatonin tea that I literally would drink at like 10 a.m., like not for sleeping. It was so good that I could not help it. I just like, so would start my work day and mellow myself out, which, you know, probably didn't go well with the coffee I had like an hour earlier, but you know. But I miss it. It was like vanilla and cinnamon, but this is just a jasmine green tea and it's not like my favorite, but kind of tastes like leaves. I'm not a big like iced tea gal. I do like hot tea though because the warmth just like makes me feel good inside. It's more of like a feeling thing and a safety thing and a comfort thing than a I really enjoy the taste of tea thing. So (laughs) let's get into it. I was thinking about not that long ago that if... Someone had told the old me to think on the brighter side of things or to look at the positive side of things when my brain was reeling, when I was ruminating, if I was feeling angry or jealous or something had just happened and I was like in crazy psycho mode of like, I'm going to problem solve this entire situation right now, then I quite honestly would have probably not out loud because we all know me, your girl doesn't really do confrontation, but I would have 
absolutely in my head told them to get fucked because it just doesn't work like that. It's not something you can just shut off. It's not something you can just have a mindset shift and butterflies and rainbows and everything's good now. And one day you're going to flip a switch and, you know, be this positive person, never have a negative thought run through your brain ever again. Never feel jealous, embarrassed, shameful, angry, sad, anxious, whatever negative feeling that you can think of you're going to feel them because they're all emotions. Just like you expect to feel happiness and peace and calmness and clarity, you have to expect to have those negative feelings too. I'm getting ahead of myself though. So essentially what I'm trying to say is that before I would have said like, absolutely not. I can't just turn around and be positive because that's not how it works. And while that's true, it is a skill to be developed and it very much is a skill that I have developed. And I can't even believe that I can say that to you guys because I feel like I have been waiting for a day for my whole life where I felt like I could I could be well and confident and feel good. And here we are. But it's not anything that I did different. It's not that I crossed a threshold and flipped a switch and became a well, healthy, whole well-rounded perfect person it's that I just made the decision to be healthy now I just made the decision that I accept who I am the things that I'm still working on and the things that I like about myself and find the things that I like about myself in the things that I'm still working on and understand how that makes me who I am and learn to accept and appreciate those attributes and see the good and the light in those attributes. But I made the choice. I made the intentional conscious decision to stop chasing a whole higher version of myself and begin behaving as the higher version of myself as often as I can. Now you're probably thinking I've kind of heard this before. This is like the age old tale and I for one, have been so sick in the past of hearing other people's success stories and because it's just like, okay, fucking cool. Like, good for you. Like, I I don't, it's like nice to hear that it happens for people. It's nice to hear that it's possible, but I don't really care about how, about you. Like, I care about me and I care about making sure that happens for me. So how do I get that to happen for myself? And that is what we're going to be breaking down. I, honest to God, have a very clear memory of when I made this realization. I was standing at a bar in the north suburbs of Chicago. The bar was called Pugs. It's a dive bar, kind of a gross place. I was standing by the pool tables and I was profusely drunk and I have a cute little fine line. (laughs) I'm a fun drunk, okay? I I will not allow anybody to tell me differently. I know that I'm a fun drunk. However, there's fun drunk, and then if I just keep drinking because I'm having fun, so I want to keep drinking, suddenly I'm emotional. Suddenly I'm an emotional drunk, all right? Am I embarrassed about it? Yes. Am I like a psychopath? No, but you know what? Whatever. Listen, here's the thing. I was emotional that night, okay? And here is what I have yet to disclose to you guys. I'm dating somebody that has a kid and I felt a lot of fear around that subject. I've felt a lot of 
dare I say shame around that subject I just didn't want to be judged I don't want people to judge him for being a single father that's not the primary caregiver I guess I, I guess I was afraid for myself and feeling like I didn't want to make the wrong choice for my life I understand that there are plenty of fish in the sea and you know I don't have to be with a person that comes with quote-unquote what I used to feel was baggage but then I realized but I have a really good relationship with his son I really enjoy his time I really enjoy him in my life I really enjoy my boyfriend in my life and again switching my mindset from something that could have been seen as baggage to everybody deserves to be loved and just because you have an extra appendage doesn't mean that you're any less of a person it doesn't take you off the market I mean if you have bad qualities then obviously it's not worth the hassle to also have a really hard situation on top of it but I have a really great boyfriend and I know he's really great because we are always continuously working towards understanding each other and that's not something that I would like to give up. I used to fear that I was settling because I was with somebody that had a kid but that doesn't mean anything. What's important to me is my relationship and the person that I'm choosing to be with and again just because he has an extension doesn't make him any less good. So That said, the entire situation is very hard, but it isn't completely fucked up. Like, I do have a relationship with his son's mom, but I would be lying to you if I said there were things that didn't get under my skin. I'm a person, I have emotions, I have trust issue, trauma, and trauma with me being cheated on, trauma with my dad having an affair and up and leaving my mom and never speaking to her ever again. I mean, like there are things involving someone being with another woman that is like hard for me. And so it's definitely been an extra challenge on me for that reason, for my own personal issues. So this night at Pugs was one of those nights that I was feeling emotional about the situation. I couldn't even tell you what the problem was, but I know that I was dwelling about something that had to do with his son's mom. And I was feeling angry and I was feeling sad and I was feeling sorry for myself and I was feeling hopeless and lost and like I couldn't catch a breath, like I was scrambling to find a solution to something that it was quite literally impossible for me to solve as just me. And then it dawned on me that I don't want to feel like shit. Like I don't want to feel bad anymore. And the only person that's continuously feeling bad is me. I would think that by me expressing my upsetness, I could upset my boyfriend. And because it was his situation that he created and brought into his life that in turn then brought it into my life that that I could you know have that shared pain with him I thought of all of the situations that I could you know pretend like I was going to confront his son's mom I could pretend that there were things that were going to come up and 
planned the answers to what was said and ways I could put people in their place as if that was going to hurt them, as if that was going to solve the issue, as if that was going to make what was wrong right. And then it dawned on me that I didn't want to feel like shit anymore. Nobody else is being affected by this, only me. It's all in my own head that I'm having these problems. And I can either choose to leave the situation or I can choose to deal and to figure out a way to fix the mindset. And I can't keep choosing to be in a situation that I don't like and blaming everybody else and the entire situation for it. I need to leave then. And I didn't want to leave because again, it's hard. It's not toxic. I think one of the biggest issues is that I used to think that one day I would be perfect and well and healed and handle every situation with grace and confidence and ease. I think I had the misconception that I would one day stop feeling these ways, that I would have something like this situation or literally anything else And I would never again feel all of the negative feelings, anger, embarrassment, shame, fear, anxiety. Like one day I just like, what? Like again, don't have those emotions. That's not going to happen. You will still always be irritated, angry, anxious, embarrassed, shameful, scared, guilty, resentful, reactive, You will still be these things. You will still do these things. You will never, ever, ever, ever be flawless. Get that idea out of your head. Get the idea out of your head. It's literally doing nothing for you and you are wasting more energy focusing on why you have not reached this higher self state of perfection where instead you could be placing that energy on just acceptance of who you are while working on the toxic traits that you have to become better, not to become perfect. But here's the key. You have to do what works. And that could look like a number of things for a number of people. But the biggest takeaway is that you won't one day just flip mindsets. You're not going to one day just be positive and and perfect and whole and never have any of these hardship feelings ever again. How many times can I say it? (laughs) So who cares what you have to do to make yourself feel better? Obviously, as long as you're not hurting yourself or others, but literally just do what works for you. You're most likely gonna have to return to the issue. You know, if it's left unhealed, if it's a big deal, if it's something that's like gonna pile on to you and, and continue to turn into an issue because I feel like that's kind of how my brain, my personal brain operates is that it's not that I have these like major traumas or I could pinpoint a trauma that's made me specific ways. It's things that have happened over time that I don't really recognize as traumas until suddenly I have this overarching feeling of not being good enough because of a wide variety of number of things that have happened in my life. So you probably will have to come back and revisit what happened in order to heal that part of yourself. But don't put the pressure on yourself to do that at the time of these high emotions. What we're talking about right now is focusing on just making yourself not feel like shit in the moment that you feel like shit. What are you going to do to make yourself feel good? Are you going to jump on social media and scroll because it's mindless? Are you going to watch your favorite TV show? Are you going to read a book? Are you going to call a friend and vent to them? Are you going to cry in your bed? Are you 
going to take a shower? Are you going to go for a walk? Are you going to listen to a documentary or a podcast? Or are you going to go maybe get your favorite meal? Whatever you got to do to in that moment make yourself feel good is what you have to do. There's no right or wrong. There's no should or shouldn't. There's only seeking the good feelings. Tend to bringing yourself to a more calm state and then tend to the issue at hand. You don't have to do it all at these high emotion times and trying to figure it out and getting yourself more worked up. Walk away from the issue and direct your attention solely towards yourself and towards feeling good. All of these feelings are just emotions and they are not indicators of who you are as a person. I think I did that a lot that I would feel like I would like like anxiety is like a really good example for me that when I heard the term anxiety, I latched onto that and I latched onto that label and I allowed that label to kind of consume my identity and and say, well, I'm a person with anxiety. Well, this is happening because I have anxiety and I just like used it as a crutch. I could just lean on it and be like, well, you know, this is happening because I'm anxious. You know, I have anxiety and 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 identify as a person with with that. And at first I thought it made me feel better. I thought it gave me an explanation as to what my problem was and like why I was feeling that way. And that allowed me to feel some sort of ease. But but it didn't over time. After a while, it was like, okay, now I'm using it as an excuse. And that's obviously not going to work. And I don't want to be a person that has anxiety. But it doesn't have to be something that's been considered a mental illness. It can be like literally anything. Like I, if you're feeling afraid, like that's not, that doesn't mean you're not brave. It doesn't mean you don't have courage. You can be fearful and still be a brave individual. The fact that you're able to identify and be aware of it. Honest to God, like the fact that you're here listening to Wallace right now tells me straight up that you are already aware that, you know, you want to become the best version of yourself because you're looking up a self-improvement podcast, dude. Like you're good. Like and and plus like we're friends. Like obviously if we're friends, we're pretty great. So <laughs> what can I say? But I just like it's not a, it's not a testament to your character or or who you are or what your identity is. Like you're just feeling these things and you're you just have to work through them as emotions and not as like a, a testament to your entire being and your entire life. It's not that serious, really. I mean, like it is. But you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself, sister. And that's coming from your girl who does that or used to do it. I, that's another thing like I feel like I was always really hard on myself I feel like I've been really good at that lately so someone who does put a lot of pressure on themselves but also somebody who used to put like a lot of pressure on themselves to be like great and perfect and well I often talk about it not being a switch that flips that one day you're not gonna wake up and be like woo I'm, I did it I'm perfect I'm well I'm 100% healthy and whole and great it's not gonna happen. I'm my highest self. It's not like, like, I don't even know what I fucking thought. I used to think that like what, like some transcended like version of me was gonna just like enter my body and I was gonna float around this earth like being almighty and wonderful and not have a problem ever again and I was gonna be happy and everything in my life is gonna be great. Like the, like saying it out loud sounds literally insane, but that is genuinely like the picture that I had created in my head. So I do hate to say this, (laughs) But that pool thing, like the way that I felt when I was standing at the bar and I had that moment of like, I don't want to feel like shit anymore. That was a switch that flipped for me. Like that was a realization that I 
remember vividly, like I said, and I think about it often. Anytime that I'm feeling bad, I remember that thought because it was so powerful for me. It was so like an aha moment for me that it's like that was kind of a a switch that flipped. But I'm obviously not going to abandon you guys. Like that is not what the essence of Wellish is. Like we're out here breaking down this shit, not just telling you how it's going to happen. So we are going to trigger that breakthrough for you now. Fingers crossed. I mean, I have a lot of faith that if you're resonating with anything that I'm saying so far, that this is most likely going to trigger a breakthrough for you. But I want to say if it doesn't, you're probably just not there yet and you will be and it's possible that this very podcast or something else will then trigger your breakthrough and you're gonna say oh my god now I get it now it makes sense and it's just you just aren't at that stage in your healing journey yet but you're gonna get there eventually I promise everything always clicks eventually you just got to give it time I'm hoping that this will trigger your breakthrough one big big thing when you're making the decision to not feel like shit anymore, is accepting that all of our brains are not the same. Now, I know that sounds surface level, but think about it with me, all right? I'm going to paint a cute little picture for you. We as the human race all look the same, okay? We all have two eyes, nose, mouth, skin, hair, in the skin and hair in the same places, eyes, nose, ears, mouth, all in the same general region, We all have two arms, two legs. I mean, obviously there's exceptions, you know what I mean? But like literally like physically, body, like we all look the same, okay? A human looks the same as the next. But we all look completely different, like completely different every single one of us. Even like people that look similar, we all look a little bit different. We all have different shapes, sizes, colors, features, things that some people have, other people don't and vice versa. We all are unique in our own way. Are you ready? Why would our minds not be the fucking same? Why would why would they not be the same? I just like, I don't really understand why I always thought that what was going to work for someone else was going to work for me. Like we all generally operate the same. We all have the same kinds of emotions. We all have similar experiences, give or take. But no two people have the exact same mind. So if that sounds pretty fucking obvious to you, stop beating yourself up for not responding to something the way that you think you should be responding. If you're upset about something, that's okay. If you are angry, that's okay. You are allowed to feel those things. If you lashed out at somebody, that's because that's how you felt at that moment in time. Okay? And I'm going to elaborate further so don't don't get skippy with me yet. Don't think that I'm saying that it's okay to treat people poorly. That is not what I'm saying. Hold your horses, all right? Let me get to the end of this podcast and it'll all make sense. But just bear with me for this. You're allowed to feel whatever you're feeling. You're allowed to experience whatever you're experiencing. And the things that happen are happening for a reason. Even if you do something fucking horrible. And again, going back to the thing, I'm not saying that it's right to hurt yourself or hurt other people that's not at all what I'm trying to give off here but I'm just saying if you do something and it has a bad consequence you are going to learn something from that bad consequence that is going to help you become a better version of yourself there is a reason that you behave in that bad way that 
contributes to the essence of who you are and that who you are piece isn't a bad thing. It's linked to something good about you. Let me give you an example. Something that I used to do a lot is people please. So I get stressed out in a situation and I respond with the way that I know that person wants to hear or what will make that person accept or approve of me. And instead of sitting there and being angry at myself and beating myself up for not standing up for myself or saying what I really wanted, it feels better. I'm going to I'm going to consciously make the choice to say it's okay. I did people please at that time. I recognize that I don't want to continue to do that in the future, but I know that I'm doing that because I don't want animosity. I'm doing that because I enjoy happiness and peace and family and friendship. I'm doing that because a hurt an unhealed part inside of me wants to feel accepted and wants to feel good enough. And that's why I was still too afraid. And that's okay that I was still too afraid. But now that means that I will go walk away from that situation and continue to heal the part of me that feels not good enough and feels that I need to tell people what they want to hear in order to feel accepted. And that's okay. That means that I just have to keep working on that area of my life. And one day I will be able to be in a situation because I am going to still intentionally and consciously make an effort to not people please anymore. But when I slip up and when I still do that, doesn't make me a bad guy and it's not reason to start yelling at myself for it. Something really crucial for me is giving myself permission to make that choice to be happy and knowing that that doesn't mean that what happened is okay or that someone who hurt me is excused of bad behavior or I'm saying I'm wrong for having these bad feelings. It is not an invalidation of what's happened or what you are experiencing emotionally. All we're doing is taking the focus away from the shitty situation or the shitty person and focusing it on yourself and becoming a better person. Something very helpful for me, and it feels silly at first, it sometimes still feels silly for me, but saying out loud to yourself or at least consciously, consciously like in your head saying to yourself, that despite the bad things that have happened or the bad feelings you're feeling inside, that you choose to be happy, that you are going to right now just choose to do what you have to do to make yourself feel good and that you can handle that bad situation later, that it's not going to change anything dwelling on it now and creating solutions, but that you are going to just wait it out to create a solution and right now I'm going to focus on making myself feel calm, clear, and good. It's having the toxic feelings while still doing what's necessary to make yourself feel good. The two things can coexist. Two things can be true at the same time. You can be frustrated and upset and anxious and angry and still actively be working towards feeling better and feeling good and feeling well and doing the healthier thing for your mind compared to dwelling and focusing on the toxicity and living in that toxic bubble. You can have the toxic thoughts, but put yourself in the well space. That being said, though, this is the third thing that will hopefully trigger your decision to not feel like shit anymore is that you have to understand that it takes time. You will not read a book and be better. You will not listen to a podcast and be well. You're not going to watch these girls on TikTok live their 
that girl type of lifestyle and have the perfect home and the perfect morning routines and the perfect Sunday resets and all of the, and, and just because you're motivated now to go to the gym or because you're motivated to clean your house or because you're motivated to do whatever, like you are not going to be perfect now. You're not going to ever be an aesthetic video. That's not going to be life. That is not how life works. And this is something that people before didn't have to think or worry about. You know, you didn't, you weren't watching Susie take care of her whole house while she was a stay at home mom you were taking care of your own house and you were not, you know, comparing the situations. But now we're in an environment that we are constantly up for comparison. And honestly, sometimes I think it's a good thing. I think it allows us to get motivated and to feel those, you know, the better ways that we could be living our life. But you can't let it get too out of control that you feel like something's wrong with the way that you are existing. Because there will always be things that are wrong with your existence. That is just inevitable and a given and it's it's not something that's going to go away but it can get better but that better is going to take time when you first start to focus your attention on yourself and make the decision to not feel like shit anymore and make the decision to do what it takes to make yourself feel good you're probably 90% gonna feel those toxic feelings like you're probably gonna be like sitting there trying to journal and still be ruminating and thinking of things and creating solutions and falling back into the old habits that you've been doing for literally so long, your brain is not going to just switch because you make the decision to switch. It's wired to do that. You're going to have to retrain it. So 90% of you is probably still going to feel all of those toxic ways. But 10% of you is going to be focused on that well state of mind. And then it becomes a practice. The next time that you're feeling those ways, maybe you feel 89% toxicity and 11% well. But then maybe eventually after time and time and time and time of trying to do this again and, and accepting your toxic feelings and focusing on the good until you're at a clear, calm space and then can come back and revisit the situation that happened with a more of an opened mind more of a confident mind, maybe you'll feel eventually 83% well and 17% toxic. Is that the right math? I really think it is, but I'm just a little nervous about it. So if it is, don't judge me. I'm not a math gal. I'm a, I'm a reading and writing gal if you can't tell. But you know what I'm saying? Like you'll feel it's a practice. You have to continue to work towards feeling that way. And there, there probably will still always be a small percentage of you that feels those toxic things since that's the fucking reason that you're here trying to do the wellness thing to begin with, that you're trying to get yourself away from the shitty feelings and towards the good feelings before you go back and address the shitty situation of the shitty person. But coming to the understanding that it could take years to get to that place. So let's answer the question of how do I start to incorporate this kind of well, kind of toxic lifestyle into my day-to-day life in a real, genuine way that I'm actually going to stick with? How is this going to be my solution? The first thing I want to make clear is the point is not to do toxic things. Let me clarify that really quick. In no way, shape, or form am I encouraging behaving in toxic ways. It's never okay to do things that hurt yourself or hurt others. The goal will always continue to be to be more well than toxic. But the goal is accepting the pieces and parts of you that aren't 100% healed. The parts that are imperfect. 
it's accepting the whole you like the zen buddhist teacher and Jungian psychotherapist koshin paley ellison said in episode 60 just as you are the earth is miraculous and beautiful and outstanding and breathtaking and wondrous and it has both vast mountain ranges and beautiful oceans and prosperous cities and green rainforests filled with copious amounts of wonderful creatures and then it also has landfills and wars and devastation there are things that are both wonderful and not wonderful things that need improvement but that's what makes you whole that's what makes the whole earth that's what makes the whole you are the things that are fucked up and the things that are great about you there will always be things to improve upon but that doesn't have to mean that you don't get to be whole and healed and healthy that doesn't mean that you don't get to be that higher version of yourself because you have those toxic pieces you're always going to be working on yourself both the toxic and the well are allowed to be true about you again the goal is to be more well than toxic but there is no finish line it's just about how much more well you can be than toxic as much of the time that you're living your life as possible. Horrible, horrible things happen in life. And it's possible that you could be living your life more well than toxic and some shit hits the fucking fan and now you're flipped back into looking at the world through more of a toxic lens than a well lens and it's important to continuously build the skills throughout your entire life so that you have the ability and the tools that you need in order to make yourself feel good and have your own back when things like that do happen whether it is something like traumatic like that or it's something you know just everyday annoyance the other day I was driving and I was just feeling like you know more inspired and more trying to be well and 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 do the right things for myself mentally and so I pulled up a podcast and one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is On Purpose with Jay Shetty I just pulled up his like newest episode and it was about anxiety which obviously you guys know that that was something that I struggled with it's something that I still you know dance with a little bit and so I pull this up and I hadn't felt anxiety in a few weeks in a little while right like there were things that irritated me reasons I was a little bit you know on edge but it wasn't something that I felt was a major issue at the time for the time being at that specific point in my life and I started listening to it anyways because I just didn't feel like finding something else to be quite honest with you but then like I was feeling this weird guilt that I was like am I wasting my time listening to something that isn't an issue for me right now and then he was saying things that obviously I relate to because I've freaking had anxiety for however long and and I'm very familiar with what that feels like and I'm very familiar with the things that I could be better about and he was saying things that would be so helpful in a time that I am feeling anxious and just because I haven't felt anxiety in a little while to think that I'm never going to feel it again or that like I I won't need the skills what happens if I don't feel the anxiety for a super long time and I and then I'm not listening to anything about it and then suddenly 
I have no skills. I haven't been exercising that muscle. It's like a muscle. Like if you aren't practicing and you aren't working on it, you're going to get weaker in that area and you're not going to be able to handle it as good as you can. Plus, I also think it would be really good to listen to that stuff and absorb that stuff when you are in a more healthy, positive, well mindset so that you can fully appreciate what it's trying to say and really soak and absorb in what the skill is that you need to adapt. And then when you're at a lesser, not a lesser, but like at a at a more negative state of mind when you're feeling a little bit more frantic, hopeless, negative, you know, anxiety feelings or whatever feelings it is that you're experiencing, then you'll be able to remember that almost like muscle memory to to start bringing that in even if it's difficult but again going back to that you know 90% of it you might still be feeling the toxic feelings but 10% of it you are focusing on that skill and what you need to do in order to work on making yourself feel good if you are a person that feels that right now you are more toxic than well that is totally normal and totally okay and it's going to just be a part of this journey for you. Something cool that I heard one time was like some saying something along the lines of uh, the, the lows, the low times in your life are what are going to make your long-term story really good. And so I, I just like, if you are feeling more toxic than well at this time, maybe that might ring a bell with you. Obviously it kind of fucking sucks right now, but like when things do get better because they will get better, you're going to be able to be like, yeah, I went through X, Y, and Z. And because of that, now I am this way and I have this in my life and I can appreciate this so much more and so much deeper. And I feel more connected to who I am because I've had this experience. It's going to make the story even better. However, that's not the point. What I'm trying to say is that if you are feeling more toxic then well at least you're aware because if we're sitting here together hanging out you're aware like if you're sitting here with me and you're feeling that way and you're like "Mm, I really like feeling a little more toxic you're aware of it dude like you have the knowledge to begin working towards becoming more well than toxic and that gives you all of the power like that gives you all of the power just having the awareness that's 50% of it You're always going to be fluctuating between toxic and well. That's why we are kind of toxic, kind of well. This theory isn't just for major traumas. It's, it breaks down just to -to day-to-day life. Even if it's just that, you know, some days are bad and some days are good or in a bad day, how many well things can you do instead of toxic things? How many times can you switch your mindset or do something to focus on yourself and and to ease the shitty feelings? Because sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, damn it, this is a fucking anxious day. Like, God damn it. I wanted to have a good day and maybe I'll still try to have one. But like I am in this like funk right now and I can't expect to have my fullest, most wonderful day and be upset at myself. Like, I'm not going to waste my time being upset at myself all day for like feeling that way. I'm just going to cope with the feeling that I'm having and try to feel as good as possible to my highest ability. Something that kind of that reminds me of is it's actually it's from one of my favorite books, The Four Agreements. Essentially, it's a book that says if you follow all four agreements, then you're going to live this perfect life. See, the reason that I've always felt like I was going to reach some state of perfection. It's not going to happen. But still, all of these fucking books are great and definitely 
provide good ideas to work towards becoming as well as we can. So I'm not saying don't read those. Plus, that book is freaking great. If you want to read it, read it. The Four Great Months by Miguel Ruiz. However, so good I have it tattooed on me. Anyways, okay. Anyways, we're getting off track. One of the agreements is you always try your best. And your best will change every single day, every single hour, every single minute. Your best can change. You're not going to have the same performance on a day that you're sick compared to a day that you're healthy. You're not going to have the same performance on a day that your dog dies compared to the day that you are graduating college. You are not going to perform the same when you're just feeling a little down in the dumps. You haven't gotten enough sleep. You haven't drank enough water. You, you haven't done, you know, you, there's just different situations that you're not always going to be 100% your best. And if all you have to give that day is 40% and you give 40%, you gave 100% of your best that day. And we need to not focus on wasting your energy being so upset with you for being upset. We need to be able to consciously take that energy and focus on what you need to do in order to feel good. And if it's something serious that's happening, then we'll address it when we're not feeling these high emotions. But maybe if it's something like you're just having a depressed day or an anxious day or a whatever day, you're going to work on just making yourself feel good today. Remember that you felt that. And when you're feeling a little bit better, focus on continuing to heal those pieces of yourself. But you don't have to do it on the day that you're swarmed with that emotion. I want to kind of define what I mean by toxic things you can do and well things that you can do. And I wrote them down. Hold on. Let me read them to you. So I've created a little chart for myself. If you're with me on YouTube, I'm going to show it to you because I think my new journal is cute. But anyways... So I created this little graph, right? And so on my well side, I have things like meditation, exercise, or moving your body. Like you don't have to go pick up weights. Like you can literally turn on music and dance in your living room. Walk, sit outside, distract yourself during heavy emotions and allow yourself to revisit when you're calm. Obviously, we've talked about that 300 times, but distracting yourself, I feel like is something that people say not to do but again we have to do what works read a book watch your favorite show call a friend scroll on social media if it's making you feel good then it works some people that doesn't make you feel good for like I think of that with like scrolling on social media that people say like oh well, that makes you feel like shit because you're comparing yourself blah blah, blah. like and if that's true, like, and it does make you feel worse about the situation, don't do that. That's not making you feel good. Then that becomes a toxic thing to do. But if that's not your situation and your brain operates not that way and that works for your brain, that's okay. Watch it. Do it. Do what makes you feel good. You can listen to Wellish, obviously, or any other podcast that, you know, makes you feel good. Listen to a motivational speaker to rewire the way that you talk to yourself. That was so cool for me. I would listen to a motivational speaker every single day, every single morning on my way to work or while I was doing cardio or while I was making myself breakfast. Like every morning I would listen to a motivational speaker. And after a little while, it opened my eyes more to what was possible for me. It opened my eyes to ways that I could better word things in my own head and and give myself a new vocabulary to use when I was talking to myself compared to my self-deprecating, doubtful, fearful talking patterns that had been so ruthlessly ingrained in my head. Read and research answers to your issues within reason. Obviously not 
obsessive. Like then again, if it is starting to make you feel bad, you have to be able to recognize that you're feeling bad and stop doing it because that's when it becomes a toxic behavior. I would read obsessively about whatever issue I was having and then not understand why I couldn't fix it because I knew that I had the knowledge, but that I was trapped in that awareness stage and didn't have the skill set yet to make it to the action stage of it. These are just a small list of examples, but it's literally anything that makes you feel good as long as it doesn't make you eventually or in that moment feel bad. That's when it becomes toxic and that's when it can no longer be used. Obviously, I feel like a lot of us know toxic traits, but I also feel like when we hear the word like kind of toxic, like you think it's like funny and gaslighting and manipulating and doing those things. And while obviously those are toxic, I'm talking a lot about being toxic to yourself, like talking poorly to yourself or lashing out at others or letting your emotions control you, reacting to things instead of responding to them, not doing the things you know make you feel good, like routines, like you're not washing your face every night, you're not going to the gym, you're not making yourself breakfast, you're not keeping up with your water intake, which also makes me think of, you know, not taking care of your physical self. The list can go on about toxic and well, but essentially it's very, very, very simple. Does it make you feel good? Yes or no? Then it falls into one of the two categories. Things can shift from one category to the other category. And once you make that realization or that connection, you stop doing it. If you've been scrolling on social media and it's made you feel good, and then at the end of the week, you realize that you're comparing yourself to everybody, guess what? You made the realization. Now you can shift that over to the toxic side of the graph and decide that that actually doesn't work for you. What can I replace that with? What was I getting from the social media distraction? Oh, maybe I can try to watch a funny show instead. I recommend New Girl. I also recommend reality TV. I love reality TV because your girl loves drama, but I love to not be a part of the drama. So I like to watch other people's drama. It like takes my mind off of whatever drama and anxiety or freak out moment that I'm feeling in my own life. I can focus it on other people's mental health issues you know (laughs) reality tv highly recommend real housewives the kardashians the bachelor the bachelorette some of my faves getting off topic you build a bank of well things that you can do that you know make you feel good to keep in your back pocket to use when these toxic emotions start to creep up inside of you when you begin to move away from your authentic self This thing about your authentic self, though, I do want to tell you guys about it really fast, and I promise I'm not going to take too much of your time, and I honestly could do an entire podcast about this topic because I think it's so fucking interesting, but there is a study about who your most authentic self is, and it's defined by six C's and five P's that you can remember. Calmness, curiosity, confidence, clarity, connection, creativity courage, and compassion. That's actually eight. I think I said six. There's eight of them. And the five Ps are presence, patience, perspective, persistence, playfulness. And when you think about any time that you've been your true, most authentic self is when you're feeling any of those things, right? Like that's when you are the most 
you and this study has been done with regular everyday people like us and it's been done with murderers and like figuring out who their most authentic self is i don't have a lot of information on that i'm sorry maybe that's like i'm I'm speaking too much on something i don't totally know about but i do know that 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 the study was done on on all different kinds of people like those two examples for sure and i just think when you think about when you behave in any of those ways it's so true like that is a hundred percent your authentic self and that's what it means to be as well as possible is to act in those ways in whatever way that you define them as much and as often as you can so being kind of toxic kind of well is the solution to your problem because guess what sister right now you are your higher self you are there you are already exactly who you are trying to become but there is no finish line you're going to continue to self-improve there's nothing wrong with you you are exactly who you are and exactly where you're supposed to be right now and we will continue to focus on the process and our progress and not perfection issues if anything in this episode stuck with you please, please, please share it with a friend. Leave me a rate and review. It helps me out so much so we can continue to be besties and and talk about shit like this and and break down self-improvement so that we're not constantly having quotes whipped at our fucking heads and trying to dodge them and figure out exactly how to navigate them for us. Next week, I will have another interview for you guys. It's going to be with a woman who has experienced great trauma in her life and has made her a truly incredible human being like the character that radiated from her dude was just like so inspiring she was so herself and so authentic and she is both a survivor of 9-11 and a survivor of COVID and to be somebody that was so greatly impacted by two of our country's like most catastrophic events and come out on top truly an incredible inspiring person and not allowing the trauma to cripple her and stunt her from becoming this wonderful version of herself I, I I just thought it was so impressive and I'm so 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 excited to share with you guys what she has to say you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Sarah Ritt you can follow me on TikTok at Sarah Rittendale for more mini talks like this and of course follow Welsh on Instagram at Welsh podcast for all updates on what we're doing on the show thank you so much for hanging out with me i absolutely loved talking to you guys and i promise that we're not gonna we're not gonna separate for that long again right we're never again never again i love you and never again will i separate from you for that long (laughs) all right peace out have a fucking kick-ass week and i will talk to you guys very soon bye